یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 21 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Episode 21. Karan, do you know what 20, number 21 is? You know who wears that? Uh, two of the greatest power forwards of our time and all time. Uh, Mr. Tim Duncan and Mr. Kevin Garnett. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that uh, you didn't even have to say of our time. These guys are like legends. All time greats. The fact that they're still playing and they still look like they're not really... old 40 year old people that they actually are it's it's unbelievable um, Karnit is one of your favorite players of all time isn't he he definitely is uh, I'm going to be really sad when when he retires but you know father time is uh, undefeated except for Tim Duncan's case <laughs> uh, but father time applies to humans only right <laughs> yes it only applies to humans so the spurs will go on yeah Tim Duncan is a robot like everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh to all of our listeners uh, who are tuned into episode number 21 first of all thank you if you got into 21 episodes you must really like us our voices and our uh, basketball topics so thank you for sticking out with us uh, and our non basketball topics like butter chicken and like noodles and in what was that place changsha noodles something changsha uh, was in wuhan yeah oh, wuhan. Ragan, Mian. Yes. totally totally it was amazing yeah or any of those other random stuff that we talk about thank you for um, continuously listening to us we'll get we'll get to talking a lot more about duncan and garnet and how her, probably current's original man crush in the nba kevin garnet oh no my original man crush was gary payton but ah. but but kg but kg is up there kg is definitely up there definitely up there we'll come talk to that but this is of course an indian basketball podcast and we will talk about something related to india basketball every week this week uh, is is a bit special because we've we've had some coaches and some players before but i think this is uh, our, our present guest will be giving us a picture that's most recent compared to anything else i'd imagine that uh, to give our listeners a context of who this is uh, karan i'll let you introduce him uh, officially but the context set here is that the india team which um, did not have a coach after scott fleming's uh, decision to move over to coach in the ncaa did qualify for the fiba asia tournament recently by um, by winning the south asian qualifiers that was held in bangalore and then of course as we discussed in the previous episode they did go on to finish uh, eighth position for the first time after 12 years i believe isn't it Yes, in in FIBA Asia. So, um, like like I said, after Scott Fleming, there was a bit of a void in uh, in the coaching spree, and our guest for this week is the person who filled that void. So, Karan, why don't you tell our listeners who a little more about who our guest is? Yeah, so our guest today is um, a very well-known basketball face in India. Is he's coach R L Prasad Guntupali from uh, from Koshik, your hometown, Bengaluru. Shout out to We Bangalore. <laughs> We are we are constantly uh, homering our home cities. There's there, there's a lot of Varanasi and Bangalore on on this podcast, and um, unfortunately, you guys have to deal with that. But um, <laughs> but it's it's relevant. We're we're not just clutching for straws uh, in our hometowns. Um, uh, he's he's more popularly known as G R L Prasad, 
and he was as koshik said the coach who uh, was the was the buffer point between scott fleming and the next coach um, who actually took the team to uh, the fiba asia championship in changsha which was coach sat prakash so coach our, our uh, guest for today is the man who uh, coached the national team in the qualifiers and helped us qualify for the fiba asia tournament and uh, we'll bring him on just uh, just as soon as we can and i hope koshik you talk some kannada with him Oh, I hope to. I hope to. Nobody else might understand, but I hope to. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to welcome to Hoop Darshan our our guest for episode twenty one, Coach G R L Prasad. Coach, how are you doing? Ah, uh, fine. Where are you right now? Bangalore. Oh, so you're back in Bangalore, and and yeah, what are you what are you doing these days? Is there any basketball happening? Uh, I'm ready. I'm uh, getting ready for the state championship right now. Actually, uh, from next uh, next week, down here from ninth onwards, our Karnataka state championship association cup is going to happen. So for that, my departmental team is going to participate and prepare in that team. So what team do you coach right coach, now? Uh, uh, one of the department from the army. Okay, and is and, this uh, this the senior state championship? Yeah, senior state championship. So. Um, Basically, this championship will determine the Karnataka state team. Yes. For the uh, senior nationals. Yeah, out of this championship, they select the team and uh, yeah, yeah, right. So, so coach, uh, you coached the Indian national team for um, for the qualifiers last uh, this year, earlier this yeah. year in July for the Sabha qualifiers. How did yeah. you end up getting uh, that gig? Have you have you coached the national team before? Yeah, I was the uh, assistant coach for uh, Scott Fleming from uh, 2013 uh, till he leaves uh, India. You were his assistant for for the last two years. Yeah, for the last two years uh, for the Asian Championships and Asia Cup and uh, the Asian Games. So all these events I was uh, assisting uh, Scott Fleming. So after he left, uh, you got named the the head coach of the team. Yeah, uh, it was a great uh, chance for me to. Uh, uh, just to run the same system what uh, Scott uh, has given us, and uh, just uh, start where he left off, and uh, uh, help the team out uh, to perform well. And uh... yeah, uh, Coach Prasad, I wanted to ask you about your background in basketball. So, how did you get into basketball when uh, when you first started? Yeah, it was a uh, big uh, after joining. Uh, service like indian army i joined as a volleyball player initially mm-hmm. then uh, then suddenly i uh, thought of like uh, my seniors also and uh, one of my basketball uh, departmental coach uh, pulled me to basketball because of my height and speed and my jumping ability and all then i started playing basketball after joining the army and uh, the organization helped me out to become a basketball player and uh, i really indebted to my organization whatever i am right now because of the organization only and i have played for services team for the almost 10 to 12 years in the national championships as a player uh, so how, which years were these coach uh, from 1995 to 2005 i represented services team in the national Okay, that's fantastic. And what about coaching? When did you start coaching? Yeah, after uh, uh, I went to uh, NIS uh, for the, to become a coach, like uh, in 
2005-6 I did my diploma in uh, sports coaching in Patiala. Okay. Uh, then after that I started uh, coaching my departmental team. Then afterwards I started coaching uh, army teams and uh, even Karnataka team also I coached for a few years. And uh, how long have you been in Bangalore? I uh, posted in uh, Bangalore from uh, last 12 years. Last 12 years. Okay, so you have been coaching in the ba- Bangalore basketball scene for for the last 12 years then? Yeah, almost 10 years from last 10 years. After my uh, diploma only, I started coaching after 2005-6. Okay, and uh, you coach MEG right now, is it? No, ASC. 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 Okay. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool because I think one of my club's players plays for your club right now. Uh, Isaac? Yeah, he's my student. He's playing very well. He represented the army team also this year. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Isaac used to play for NGV. Uh, that's the club that I used to play for uh, before I moved. Oh, really? To oh, really? Oh, that's great. So, yeah. uh, I, you might have seen me. So, yeah, I, I have seen yeah. you many times, but I just don't okay. think you would recognize me. <laughs> Coach, everyone has seen you. You're very famous. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, I, so I, 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 I coached his brother, his brother uh, Keshav. Uh, he's mm-hmm. uh, your brother? Kaushik? No, no. He, I have not met his brother, uh, but Isaac used to play for our club when he was under 18 and he no, played I'm, for a couple of years. I'm telling about the Kaushik, Kaushik actually. I am uh, started recollecting like um, Kaushik, uh, the tall guy Kaushik from, I, I don't remember actually. You're, you're, you're talking to him right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what have your greatest coaching moments been? Yeah, coaching the Indian team uh, in Asian games, like assisting uh, Core Plumbing was a, a great pleasure. Like uh, sharing his experience for the uh, like for two years, I was uh, it was a great uh, great chance for me to learn a lot of things from him, and he was so humble and he, uh, he was so positive and. Uh, he, he used to help me a lot and uh, he's there all the time to uh, understand whatever actually I'm asking him and uh, it's a it's a uh, lifetime uh, chance for me to learn a lot of things from him and he also appreciated me uh, as he has seen me uh, because we uh, after serving in the army for the last 10, 20, 22 years because of our dedication and our uh, discipline and and whatever he expects from us, we used to give him uh, whatever he expects. And uh, it's a very good uh, relation between we two in, uh, during that time, whenever we we attend camps and all. So it was a great pleasure for those two years. Coach, you were uh, with the team in Wuhan when we beat China. Yeah. I, that, that must have been an amazing moment because I, I was also there uh, watching the game. And it yeah, was, yes, yes, yeah. That's, so, that was a, that was the uh, uh, biggest moment for basketball of India. Even though we we played other matches also very well, like you you have seen that uh, Asia Cup, yeah. that uh, we, we played against Iran uh, uh, very well. We nearly so, beat Iran and the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, and Philippines also. So that was a uh, very good tournament for us to get that uh, confidence and. Then boys also started playing very well because of that uh, tournament. Because once they start feeling that yes, we can compete with Iran and uh, Philippines or China, beating China, 
in China. So that was a moral booster for them as well as uh, uh, for the uh, basketball, of, uh, like for Indian basketball. So that's why now, yeah. Uh, sorry, please continue. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, coach, uh, in Wuhan, when we um, because I was at the game and I saw I saw the game finish and everyone won, everyone was celebrating and screaming, and we were taking videos, and uh, only the Indian bench was screaming because the, all the Chinese fans were quiet, were silent. And then after that, uh, uh, I went in the locker room, I took a photograph, and the team was celebrating. And after that, I do not know what happened. So, I would like to know from you firsthand. How did the how did you guys celebrate that night when you beat China? What was the celebration? You should tell us now. The nation wants to know. <laughs> See, uh, it's uh, it's a great feeling beating China in China. Uh, but uh, uh, it's not like uh, celebrating widely or something like that. We we keep our heads. Uh, like uh, uh, we know that it is not uh, that easy to uh, compete uh, them in future. Also, we are going to face a tough task uh, again uh, in the future. And uh, it was a uh, great chance for us to uh, perform well, and uh, uh, we finished that match uh, on a positive note. So we we were very happy, and uh, we were like uh, that. That feeling was uh, after. Like next day morning only, that feeling sinked in. That yes, yeah, we have we beat uh, China in China. <laughs> so that at that time it, uh, we we didn't do any thing like that celebrations or something like that. So, so coach, you took over from coach Fleming um, for the after he left, and then uh, you you coached us for in the Sabah qualifiers. Um, mm. India won the Sabah qualifiers, and we played against. Uh, Nepal, Bangladesh, Bhutan, Maldives, and Sri Lanka. So, for our yeah. listeners, uh, Saba basically means uh, is the South Asian Basketball Association. So, for India yeah. to qualify for the FIBA Asia Championship, we must first win our zone. And, yeah, um, and uh, under Coach Prasad's uh, tutelage, we, you know, we kicked some ass. We defeated everybody, and we, we kind of uh, went very easily into the FIBA Asia tournament. So, Coach, I, I want to know what because you said earlier on that you use the same system as Coach Fleming. Did you introduce anything new uh, to the team? No, not uh, not at all because uh, we doesn't get much time to prepare for the Sabah Saba qualifiers. So, uh, with uh, less time, we uh, we got to um, practice and all. So, we just followed. Uh, we start. We just repeatedly. Uh, did the same defensive uh, strategies and uh, whatever coach uh, Scott uh, started uh, from last two years because it was easy to uh, just continue where he left off and uh, uh, instead of uh, starting some new things, which boys also will be uh, that uh, not that easy to uh, uh, implement implementing uh, within uh, like uh, two weeks practice. Just we got to only two uh, two weeks practice, so. Well, a, a big ch- challenge for you must have been uh, compared to the, you know, the the team one year ago, uh, the team that learned most, uh, that worked in Scott Fleming for so many years. This was a very different team actually. I think there were only f- three or four players from, from because Amjot and Amrit Pal were both in Japan at this point, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, and I think there were five other major players who were ma- a major part of the rotation in. Um, and I think uh, in Wuhan, who who weren't allowed to play in this tournament, and then also Vishesh 
I think wasn't there and Yadu wasn't there. So how did without so many of the main players, how did it um, how did it affect the team um, to at this tournament? How were you able to still uh, implement the same system, the same philosophies? Yeah, they are actually uh, we missed out uh, key players uh, like Amit Pal, Amjot, and Vishesh and Yadu. Uh, but even though we missed out all these uh, key players, but we have uh, enough talent to uh, to survive in uh, Sabah Championship, particularly. Uh, as we have seen, uh, we bet all the teams uh, literally in, uh, uh, like easily. Uh, so uh, we doesn't uh, face much problems uh, because of the uh, lesser competition here. But we know that uh, in ABCs we have to get all those players to play better, like uh, competing against the top teams like uh, Iran, China, Philippines, or uh, the top teams of Asia. So here for Sabah, we managed to uh, uh, qualify for the ABCs uh, without any hiccups. Because of, we, we have uh, enough talents now. Uh, coach, the team went to Changsha uh, with coach, under coach Satprakash. And I wanted to ask you, even though uh, you, you mentioned that you could not go to the APC, what, how did you think the team did in, in the FIBA Asia tournament? Yeah, team did um, great because uh, after so many years, we qualified for the knockout stage. It's a uh, big thing happened. And uh, especially uh, Ms. Paul, Ramjot and uh, Vishesh, uh, these three players are the like you know that you know, these two players are playing in Japan, Japanese uh, league. Uh, even though uh, uh, for the last two years, three years, these the, the bunch of players are playing very well against the top teams like uh, Iran, China, Philippines, uh, etc. So it's a it's a big moment for Indian basketball because uh, from here onwards so we are not going down, we are going ahead. As you know that we. Uh, uh, we not only uh, qualified for the knockouts, and we uh, played against uh, 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 tough teams uh, very well, even though we are uh, short-handed. Uh, so, I think that the there was a big change in terms of confidence how the team went into the Asia Cup. We spoke to a few players before in previous podcasts, and they were all uh, very. They went in with high expectations about how well they can perform, and I think we saw it in their game as well that they had confidence. What do you think the Indian team did really well this time in in Changsha? Yeah, uh, the biggest change was uh, like uh, the confidence level of uh, the players, mm-hmm. because uh, uh, defensive-wise also. Uh, 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 offense also was very good because of their confidence level as uh, they have competed uh, against uh, top teams uh, all these uh, two years so they know that they can come they can play uh, they can take on top teams like iran china and philippines or whatever uh, top teams in asia so that was the biggest uh, change from the previous year's performances and as well as uh, uh, playing in japanese league uh, these two players come this and uh, Paul. particularly amjot is a uh, uh, as you know that he is a versatile uh, player, he can uh, play as a like uh, 3 and 4 also. So he has that outside uh, shot and he, he can uh, play in a post area which is a big advantage for us. And uh, as you know that uh, Amrit Paul's height, uh, with that height and 
that experience which he gained now is now uh, very effective and uh, with the help of uh, wishes uh, sensibility and uh, competitiveness of wishes uh, so we 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 uh, able to sustain the top teams and uh, we could uh, even uh, we are thinking of if we get a good uh, uh, support from the bench we could have uh, uh, even uh, performed better in this abc so i was just going to ask you coach like what do you think the areas are in which the indian team should improve or from this tournament what are the lessons that we can take yeah uh, if uh, the thing is uh, we have to play a lot of uh, like leagues or whatever professional matches more and more lack of exposure is there uh, even uh, last two years also we we struggled to get exposure trips and uh, we uh, actually uh, lacking in that area playing a lot of matches against uh, some uh, uh, going abroad and playing some tournaments or uh, playing in some leagues where we can uh, because we have we enough talent to play a lot of leagues in asia as well but uh, now the these two players started uh, playing in japan this is a big uh, big moment for the indian basketball to just uh, and you played this uh, chances and uh, start going abroad and uh, playing in uh, leagues and uh, if a professional league happens in india then uh, it's a big big thing to to help basketball uh, yeah. so coach yes. um, tell me a little bit about uh, w- what can we expect for, um, in the future for you um, Well, first of all, I want to ask you about um, the Indian national team's future. Actually, you you mentioned that we have done very well so far, and you mentioned how we can get even better. So, do you think we can improve on this top eight position again? Do you think we can be in the top eight again? Yeah, sure. Uh, we we should be uh, again qualifying uh, to knockout stage again. Uh, but at the same time we have to uh, continue where we uh, we are now uh, for that we need to uh, uh, continuously uh, national camps uh, we have to like uh, do a lot of camps and we have to if we uh, we start we uh, we start professionally then it could be a great help for uh, indian basketball so that we can uh, perform better than this and tell me uh sir what are you going yeah. to be doing in the future will you continue to work with the national team yes yes given the opportunity i'll be ready to work with the national team uh but but for now you are uh, you are coaching the indian army the indian army team yes uh, coach karan asked me to speak to you in detail about something about bangalore basketball because of course both of us are from bangalore and we uh, i keep telling him that the level of and the quality of basketball is very high in bangalore so he yeah. he he wants to he wants me to ask you some specific bangalore flavored questions so one thing i noticed in the last few months was that there were uh, a couple of karnataka players that made it to the indian team and i was very happy to see that arvind and rajesh two of the players that i have seen um, 
from you know they were little from yeah. when he was in VBC Mandya and from when yeah. Rajesh was in uh, I think Sai Darwar right he was yes yeah, yes yeah, yes. yeah he's so Sai Darwar I've seen I've seen both those guys come up and I think that they really really deserve it so what, what do you think as a person from Bangalore about these guys making it to the team the first thing is uh, I coached them in uh, junior national championship in Mumbai uh, rather uh, in uh, indoor MP in 2010 so mm-hmm. I was very happy for them to get selected for Indian team and playing in ABC so I was very happy for them it's a great uh, great chance for them to and uh, even uh, they, they played uh, very well they have uh, I know we uh, as coaches uh, we never satisfy with the uh, performances but yeah you, they should have uh, uh, performed uh, very well they should have uh, performed much better than these guys but uh, it's a big uh, big time for them to get a chance to play for the indian team and uh, uh, playing in abc so i hope uh, they'll be working hard and uh, coming uh, continuously playing for the indian team and uh, performing well absolutely and just as a person who has come up in the karnataka system i think that we have we have a good youth setup and we have a good uh, system and it's finally coming to fruition like finally we are seeing them uh, we are seeing karnataka players represented in quite good number in in the indian national team so i'm i'm very happy about that so i just wanted to know if you what is your feeling about um, what what the state does and how they can be better and how we can produce more players yeah uh, the lack of tournaments is the biggest thing uh, now india basketball is facing uh, earlier we used to play a lot of all india tournaments and state level tournaments a lot but now tournament tournaments are very less and uh, yeah in uh, school and college level there are a lot of tournaments and uh, uh, it's a very uh, good competition uh, here in bangalore as you know that uh, uh, in age level and uh, till the junior level uh, it's a very good uh, basketball happens here but after that we doesn't get much uh, match, ex- match experience because of uh, lack of uh, tournaments yeah so if uh, we start playing a uh, lot of tournaments then it would be uh, uh, good for uh, karnataka basketball as well as indian basketball also okay fantastic um, coach we wanted to thank you for joining us uh, wish you the best of luck with for the association cup that you mentioned and also for everything in in your coaching career as well thank you so much for joining us coach. okay thank you coach thank you very much coach take care yeah thank you sir bye so i want to thank coach prasad for joining us for um, letting us know a little bit about both i mean he spans right down from the grassroots up to the national level he was on court when india beat china and he he, he was on court when um, when 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 little koshik lakshman uh, learned how to play basketball so <laughs> so it's 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 a it's a wide spectrum yeah uh, i think he's he's probably got me confused like he's i was definitely not the guy he referred to uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it's great to talk to somebody who's like who's such an influential person in the system that i grew up in uh, and i think that he's somebody who's like severely respected for just having that army discipline and that background of this much basketball experience right like you can't go wrong with playing uh, national level basketball for 12 years and coming up in the army system like that's literally the best it can get in india isn't it 
Yeah, yeah, and and from from what I've heard about him, he's as you said, he's universally respected in the basketball circles in India. Um, all the players know him. They and and he is a he, he's a constant learner. He's an avid learner, so you'll always see him soaking in like a sponge from other coaches, like he's talked about uh, from Scott Fleming. Kaushik, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about basketball in Bangalore. I mean, I know he said there's a lack of uh, uh, leagues or tournaments. But I think compared to most states, I, I think Karnataka and Bangalore is doing pretty well. I think you guys have a very well-structured system of uh, grassroots basketball events. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I, I think uh, he's right on both counts that in terms of the junior level, the, the age categories and the, the school and college level tournament, I think Bangalore is, I would like go as far as saying it's the best in the country. Uh, but at the same time, like the moment you reach that 20, 21 years of age and you're out of the college system, there are like two or three clubs that you can join where you can you can make something out of basketball. So you might have heard of Vijay Bank for sure. So Vijay Bank is yeah. Vijay Bank is like the like the Real Madrid of this place. So if you're any good, you oh, can end up in Vijay Bank. <laughs> so 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 they're the Golden State Warriors of Bangalore. You could say that. They haven't <laughs> lost they haven't lost a A division tournament in forever, as it seems like uh, but yeah, so the Vijay Bank is one place where um, the two guys that we spoke about, Arvind and Rajesh, yes. so they grew, uh, Arvind came up from this club called BBC Mandya. Mandya is a little town between Bangalore and Mysore. Okay. Uh, and he became good enough to be uh, a Vijay Bank player. So Vijay Bank typically, like until five, three or four years ago, had all these. Uh, 35, 36 year old guys like they've been the mainstays of Karnataka basketball forever and it's like all of them decided okay it's enough let's hang hang our uh, kicks for forever and uh, that's when these guys got replaced by Arvind and Rajesh who came up from the Sports Authority of India Darwad their uh, system so it's, they've got a bunch of really young players it's 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 like the youngest I have seen Vijay Bank since I've since I was a 12, 13 year old guy. But they are wow. still better than every they are still better than everybody else. That's that's the level of uh, you know you can only get as far as Vijay Bank. And Vijay Bank gets thumped in all other um, <laughs> national level tournaments. So I think he's got a point in saying that we need a better system beyond that school college level. Until then, we're doing everything right. But uh, I suppose yeah, some work to be done after that. Now, I get asked this question a lot uh, from parents who mm-hmm. who email me about their, their kids. And I get, uh, at least once a week, I'll get an email from a parent who says, I have a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old who loves basketball. And and how, they, they either want to, they directly want to ask me, okay, now how are they going to play for India or how are they going to make their <laughs> So, I mean, let me, let me throw that to you as someone who's who's uh, who, who's been through the Bangalore Karnataka grassroots system. If you're a talented 12, 13 year old kid in Bangalore, what is the journey for you to to live up to your basketball potential? I think the first thing you got to do is like uh, th- there will be a basketball club somewhere near where you live. So unless you're in one of those random areas where there's no basketball, like every decent or big enough basketball uh, big area has a basketball club. Uh, and all of them have like a rich history. If you're talking about South Bangalore, there's JSC, Jainagar Sports Club. If you're talking about uh, the other end, there's Malishwaram, there's Beagles and Bharat. And there's practically a basketball club everywhere. So you just have to find out where that is and 
they and most of the coaches most of the clubs i'm sorry uh, have decent coaches working for them and people who specialize in uh, making kids get better so i think that's where the basketball coaching fraternity in bangalore is, is pretty good so if by chance this parent this hypothetical parent has a kid who lives somewhere near korumangala give me a shout i'll point it towards <laughs> my coach <laughs> well I, i mean i am i'm using bangalore as an example for for the I rest know, of uh, india e- even though i'm just yeah i'm just yeah. giving uh, i'm just using this to give a shout out to my club ngb <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. even even though um, there's going to be few other cities and states in the world which will have as as good as, as you said there's a basketball court almost everywhere you know yeah. which is i think you'll find that in bangalore you'll find that in some um, major cities in kerala and tamil nadu but you you won't find that so much in the north you won't find that so much in delhi or punjab or in up etc so it's sometimes it's just the luck of the draw where you're born yeah <laughs> that's true uh, but yeah if it's bangalore for sure like if if people if the cities the other cities have this sort of youth school college that's kind of culture which i think people are building with external influence from like nba and mahindra and everybody else i, I think it's building so it's definitely looking looking better than it did 5 10 years ago yeah the the advice i always end up giving is um, it, it, well first of all i hope that the person who's asking me the question is at least from like a tier a or tier 2 city because th- those are two cities which will have um uh, the best school basketball tournament levels you know so yeah. my, so my hope is that hopefully like first you'll be good enough to play in your school basketball team if your school has a team you got to be good enough for that before you start dreaming playing for india you know yeah and and if you're good enough for your team you need to go to your coach and then ask your coach to basically find out where the district tryouts are try for the district team you make it to district team play well you'll get to the state team you play well for the state and then you make it to the national and that's how i mean this is i'm i'm really breaking this down into a very dumb down <laughs> lego version of what really happens but um this is these are sort of the rough building blocks i think How, how far did you get there i didn't i actually did not um, <laughs> i had no confidence because the school i studied in um, which is masuri um any other year i may have been good enough for the for the school team but the year uh, my, my class my classmates were like we had the, the best basketball team that i would say that the school has ever seen so even wow. at my best i would have been a substitute in the b team if there was had been <laughs> and in any other year i may have made it so so i it sort of in a way i played well um, in terms of like uh, you know pick up ball but it, mm-hmm. it it weirdly didn't make me confident enough to even try out i cuz i used to always i knew there were like 10 15 guys better than me in my own class you know <laughs> so i i knew there was no point and it was only later on i just thought like oh i should have taken this more seriously in school so I've only played um, amateur level like I I play for local clubs in Varanasi whenever I get a chance but they're not major tournaments or anything. Okay. Okay. Cool. So you, you know you spoke about a team being really really good probably the best we ever seen that makes it a very easy transition to some of the I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it a very easy transition to something else we wanted to spoke about uh, speak about. So are, this is are like we, are we going to talk about the Vijaya Bank then? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, all joking aside, let's like zoom out 
out of India and head towards Northern California, where I think we might be witnessing something special, Karan. Like this, they already have the greatest ever start to an NBA season. And they already have like the only returning champion to start this good and stuff like that. Just what is happening in, in Golden State? I don't know what to say. Uh, I mean, well, I do know what to say, but it's, I have no ex- explanation, no real explanation for why they're so good. They are, uh, at the time of our recording right now, we don't know what's going to happen, but they are 18-0 and 0 right now. They're most likely going to remain undefeated, if I'm better on it, by the time you guys hear this. But, yeah. you know, when, when we did the NBA preview edition with uh, Ravi Shankar, yeah. we, I think all of us, as a as an NBA, whatever we call ourselves, NBA audience and NBA and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, and like analysts, whatever. NBA yeah. commentators, we, we have all made a huge mistake. We have all underrated this team. They are, yeah. we, we all underrated Steph Curry. Like, it, 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 it's not a one-time thing. I think Steph Curry is maybe one of the greatest, maybe top two, six, three and under players of all time, I would say. If and, yeah, no, and I, would, I'm, I would even like, like if you give if this continues for a little longer, I would even remove that six three and under thing. Like it's it's insane what this guy is doing. It's I, I'm saying already. Like whatever happens yeah. later is a later thing. I was talking to my brother yeah. about this yesterday, and, and six three and under, I would rank Isaiah Thomas and Steph Curry. I, I'm not even. I think he's already. I'm gonna yeah. drop a mic and break a lot of hearts, but I think he's already up above Allen Iverson in the pantheon. You know, oh, I think Actually, he is. I don't think we have too many AI fans uh, <laughs> listening to this podcast, but should be. Uh, I'm a huge AI fan. This hurts me to say this, but but Steph is that good already. Yeah. He yeah, um, yes. and and but what we didn't mention in that podcast was how um, the Warriors are, are are in a unique position as a champion to be on paper one of the best teams, but also they're hungry to win again. So they're sort of a a champion who feel they have a point to prove. So they basically have the mentality that a team like the Clippers should have. Yeah. But except that the Clippers carry themselves as lazy champions. <laughs> Whereas the Warriors carry themselves as someone who's never won anything. The Clippers, so have like, the Clippers have a collection of like everybody I hate in one team. So it's, it's just, uh, they're, it's, doing, they're doing it right. <laughs> let's not even, yeah. I just want to say that, that Chris, Chris Paul, who I um, had a lot of respect for as one of the greatest point guards ever, his flopping and his little bumps are really getting on my nerves, especially what he did to Anthony Davis the other day, which could have that injury could have been really serious, yeah, but that, unfortunately wasn't. Yeah, I think it was called the defensive foul as well. That's just nuts, right? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. But anyways, it, let, let's yeah. get back on the Warriors. What do you it, think? How long do you think this will go on for? And not necessarily the streak because it might be broken. Um, we are not we are not saying this live, <laughs> but just. Um, do you do you feel that they can they can beat the 95-96 Bulls? Oh, I want them 10? to. I want them to. Um, I think they can. I think they have like they have a great team. They're like easily the most in sync team. It may not be like the best in terms of um, like you know on a given day Cleveland Cavaliers could be better. On a given day Spurs could be better. But that but just how in sync things are like they're playing at a level that's just far superior to anybody else in the league right now so just based on that alone i think it can happen and i do personally want it to happen because uh, as much as people speak about like michael jordan and those bulls era like i think that what we are going through or what we are seeing 
must have been what it felt like at that time and i want to be part of that like it's just a very selfish reason but i want to be part of something historic like that so i really hope that they beat the 72 wins and i really hope like like the way steph curry is playing right now the way, just how unstoppable he looks it's i think it's like it's really special like sometimes i think we as fans we don't appreciate exactly what's going on like in 5 years this season has potential to look like one of the greatest ever uh, from both teams uh, from both golden state as a team as well as steph curry as a player yeah i i totally agree with you and you know it's funny i i think right now this season in, in the moment everyone is feeling that this is something special yeah. but we will even look back at last season as one of the greatest seasons ever we we didn't talk people you know while it was happening people were still thought oh it's a jump shooting team they have no experience and i think in hindsight when people look back and realize they won 67 games yeah. steph steph defeated every other member of the all nba first team on route to the title <laughs> and um, and i know people make there are some excuses obviously that he he didn't play uh, elite point guards in the playoffs i hate that i hate all those excuses but, like they, they didn't really go to the toughest part yeah. and, like, oh, that happens they to were. everyone all the time like the the cavs have had, had an easy ride to the finals or lebron has had because the whole derrick rose bulls era crumbled you know yeah. so there's injuries will affect anyone and it's not the warriors fault that they're healthy is they you know so and speaking on that same point um uh steph despite being the league's leading scorer and best player right now he's he's barely even playing fourth quarters so he's doing his damage in three quarters most of the time which means that he's going to be well rested going forward yeah that's that's just crazy uh, i want to take this opportunity to give a shout out to my brother little brother deepak who went to phoenix uh, phoenix's home arena that's where he lives right now and he got a chance to watch steph curry and the warriors for 5 us dollars that's that's nuts. amazing that's that, amazing that's, that's crazy and he uh, he said that he was like 2 minutes away from getting his steph curry jersey signed by steph curry but oh just, wow he couldn't he couldn't make it make that happen so he circled down march 10th as the next day they visit town so okay. he's like i'm, I'm going to go 3 hours ahead of time and when they <laughs> shoot around <laughs> i'll go sabotage his, their shoot around and get a, get my jersey signed so well he's so, he's at the next best thing a hoop darshan shout out so <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, Karan, well, and that's the uh, well, uh, that's the other thing. Before we move on from the Warriors, you had initially, you know, gone back to the Bulls, and you said how much you want to see them beat the seventy-two and ten streak. Yeah. Uh, the record. I I fully agree. Like, I actually find myself rooting for them against teams I like, just yeah, because I want I, I want to see this going on. Like today, when they're playing the Kings, traditionally I'm I, I I'm kind of a little Kings fan, and this is not just got to do with Vivek and Boogie. <laughs> it's it goes back to the the Weber Christopher days and uh, Jason Williams Mike Baby days you know so yeah. i mean, i almost i always have a soft corner for, for 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 the kings and but with with the warriors i i just want them to keep winning i'm like you know it, it's kind of fun to see it and and from what you said we we were a bit too young to see michael jordan destroy yeah. everyone in his path in his prime so th- this this is our version of seeing like mind blowing history happen every night like they are can miss tv right now absolutely absolutely uh, speaking of what else is can miss tv right now uh, i think i'm sure like this makes you super happy karan and if i remember right uh, you were not too pleased not to the extent of that kid uh, on on draft day but you were not entirely pleased with uh, 
with with God Zingis, Porzing God, Zingis Khan. What do we call him? Kristaps God Zingis. <laughs> oh man, I, you know he's, what? He's amazing. He's, he's taking the city by storm, isn't he? Yes, he he's. I, 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 my only reason of displeasement was that I, I'm a Moody Homer, and um, <laughs> and that's I, I just I just like Moody a lot, and I would have loved him to. Um, be drafted as like the steady point guard for the future for the Knicks but you know what at this point the only person I would have drafted over Kristaps uh, is maybe Carl uh, Towns that's about it wow. and that's also wow. uh, I think I think he's the second best player in this draft and he could be the best player in this draft in the future who knows he's he's amazing Easy. he's Easy. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, I think he's he's second in the Knicks in scoring sec- uh, first in rebounds and first in blocks and uh, he's leading the team in PER. So, do you think he'll make the All Star game because of like the New York votes? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's gonna get New York and and uh, Latvia all rooting for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm I'm a fan of Latvia just for that rap sound. That's <laughs> <laughs> what Chris Taps. So he should. Uh, he's definitely gonna take the. He's he's gonna destroy the the rookie sophomore game. They should get him oh, yeah. in the slam dunk contest and the three-point shooting contest. Like, just, just let's just let, let's get Zingis Khan taking over the the league already. Let's make it happen. It's been a long Absolutely. time since I've been excited for the future about uh, with the Knicks. Oh man, uh, it's it's like priceless to hear you speak like this about the Knicks. <laughs> Even though they, you know, it's unlikely that we make the playoffs this year. Uh, you know, hey, you might just make it. We might just make it, but you know, like it's this isn't our a winning year for the Knicks in by any or or, or a positive year, so to say. Uh, but you know, the the future is bright. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy all the putback dunks and, and, oh, and all yeah. the other highlights that um, God Zingis gives you. God Zingis. Uh, um, his his name is just so beautiful to make puns <laughs> and nicknames. Uh. uh the other so we talked about um, Steph Curry who is probably the MVP favorite right now the the one other guy who's not a favorite but he's my eastern conference mvp uh, is paul george and he what he, smooth. He, smooth, he, he like he looks better than he did before the injury and that absolutely. is insane he's playing at it, it's am, i'm so happy for to see him first of all not just be healthy but be so dominant right now I think he's the Eastern Conference MVP for me, and the the Pacers are the second or third best team in the East as we speak right now. Which is, I actually didn't sure. didn't even consider them um, a playoff team before the season began. So yeah, yeah. Me that shows how much we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't come to us for previews, and if you if you're making bets based on our thing, that that's just. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean Paul George has been incredible. I, I know this specifically, like more so than anything else, because he's like the number one guy on my fantasy team. So Fantastic. He's, he's, he's giving me awesome returns, and nobody was willing to take him because of it. Uh, you know, oh, he's injured. What will his first year be after the injury? And I was like, no, this guy is a star. He's good. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a, it's a leg injury, right? It's not like your typical knee or an Achilles thing that players tend to struggle out of. It's just a, like just had some bad luck and ran into something bad, and that's it. And you described that in the nicest terms possible. Like, if someone yeah. if someone says just had some bad luck, and you saw what happened to him, 
<laughs> that is not that is an antithesis of what you just said. That was a horrible looking injury, but yeah, I I, I agree with you. I know what you mean that it wasn't uh, one of the crucial joints. Yeah, uh, he looks he looks awesome, and I do think that Pacers like it doesn't seem like a great team, but just Pacers led by somebody who's playing at that high level, I think they can be something. Uh, they can be like second or third. Even the Eastern Conference finally wraps up. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Frank Vogel as well. Who is sorry? Do you hear the bell ringing in the back? Yeah, I do. Like, <laughs> where where are you right now? <laughs> no, no, I'm at home. I just have a, a clock that that rings every hour. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, yeah. Random random bit of information for you listeners. Random bit of uh, information from my mountain home. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also want to give a shout, a special, you know, shout out to Frank Vogel, who's an amazing coach. For him to take this team, which is average at best, and they are playing really, really well all night. Like Paul George, of course, is playing like a superstar, but as a yeah. whole, he's he's gotten this team who lost uh, Roy Hibbert, who lost David West, and he's he's who lost Lance Stevenson um, two years ago. <laughs> um, but 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 that's a <laughs> that, 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 that's a, that's a gain after a loss. Uh, and he's making them play play pretty well. Yes, and yeah, like he's always been one of those underrated, amazing coaches. Even when that uh, Indiana team that went to the conference finals and they almost beat the Miami Heat, right? that was an amazing team. And I think I do think they play differently also. So somebody who can coach two teams, two different teams this well, it has to be something special. Well, and considering how Lance has played post Indiana, uh, you have to say that. You have to give Frank Vogel and Larry Bird a lot of credit for what he became in 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 those couple of years because Lance Stevenson was, you know, an All Star talent for for one season. Yeah, and blowing in LeBron's face. And stuff like that. <laughs> that, 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 that that's part of what made him an All Star. Absolutely, <laughs> that meme is just so massively overused. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. So. Uh, what, what do you think of the Rockets firing Kevin McHale? Uh, I think it was really stupid because I, I agree. <laughs> here's a guy who took the team to second place in the West, uh, to the conference finals. Second place in the West doesn't mean as much because number two to six pretty much finished within one or two games of each other. But he carried them to the one con- game exactly. One game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but but yeah. W- what matters is that he took them to the conference finals, um, where they lost to the Warriors, which are a, a juggernaut. So that's understandable. And the next season within eleven games 11 bad games they fired him so basically all that he did i think he went down as the highest percentage of win uh, the highest winning percentage coach in rockets history and they yeah. fire him <laughs> fire him over 11 bad games that just shows how like messed up this whole like impatience in the nba coach system is yeah it's it's crazy and i do think that a lot has to do with how Houston changed their roster as well. Like a lot of people who kept like who kept saying things like you know oh Ty Lawson joins James Harden. That was never gonna work. I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> that was never gonna work. Both are like ball dominant guys and both are supremely moody. And they, they, this whole team is just so moody. They've got Dwight Howard. They've got James Harden. And I'm not the biggest fan of James Harden. And I, I do I do think like he's or he or the the team in general. It was not. Kevin McHale's fault as to why these guys are playing this badly. They just, they're just playing like a team that doesn't care. I I, I agree. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the personalities in this team. Uh, like like Dwight, you know, 
I don't know. You, Dwight Coward. Dwight. I have. I have nothing to say on Dwight. He's. You know. He's a. He's, he's a great player that that I would rather not watch. And I can yeah. say similar things about Harden. Harden goes for fifty point nine assists, eight rebound night. And I, feel, I don't want to watch the highlights. I don't want. On that. I don't really want to watch it because they'll be mostly free throws. You know. And again, no disrespect yeah. to James Harden fans. He's an incredible player. He was. He finished second in MVP voting last season and deserved to be. You know. Uh, yeah. I still would rather not watch this team. I, I do like their role players. I like Trevor Ariza. I like Corey Brewer if he's still around. I'm not sure if he's. Yeah, I think he's, he's still there. around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're right. It, it wasn't. Mikhail should have been given more time to. I, I think he would have eventually figured out the loss in Harden backcourt, and and figured yeah. out a way to motivate them. You, but you don't break up a conference finalist coach over 11 games. Yeah, it's just just crazy. Uh, speaking of conference finalists, I think that there's this team that's like quietly, quietly winning again. As always, um, the, 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 as always, the word quiet, the, the quietly in silence and silent assassin. It's all it's all with the same team. Absolutely, and uh, this this team, of course, like if you guys haven't figured it out, is the San Antonio Spurs with the robot Tim Duncan, with the claw Kawhi Leonard, and the Kawhi Leonard, current like this guy, he's he's taking our man crush levels too. He, he's some, some he's known extreme. He's insanely good. He's actually my. Uh, I would rank. I was doing like my kind of you know, four week MVP rankings, and I think he's fourth right now in my book. Which is amazing. Really, he's second in my book. <laughs> I would I would put uh, Paul George and LeBron over him, but but you know what? You can make a real argument that it it he could be second yeah. too. He, he's playing out of his mind on both ends of the floor, and he's he should be an All Star starter this season. I think like the the way he plays defense is just so beautiful. Like I, I think that defensive players come in two kinds. One of them is like supremely gifted physically. And the second one is like they're just so smart. They know all the tricks. They know when to reach, when to do what. This guy has like he's both best of both those skills. Yeah, yeah, he's it's, both. It's, it's amazing. It's insane. Like and he's and, 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 and now he's scoring about twenty-two points a game. So it's yeah, just it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. He's leading the team in scoring. He's, he's their number one option right now. He's scoring <laughs> more than the guy who like Lamarcus Aldridge, who was who who yeah. came in as an offensive beast basically into this team. Yeah, I I do think that like Spurs are a little bit ahead of everybody else here, using big ball or like slow ball as a counter to these guys. Will will like my prediction will come true in the semi, in the playoffs. I think that this is how they'll beat teams like in a more anti Spurs of the last two three years mm-hmm. than ever before. But like Kawhi being given ISO post ups in a Spurs team. Like you could not have imagined that, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's it, Tony is playing pretty well. He's being very efficient. Uh, Boris Diaw is doing Boris Diaw things. Uh, Tim Duncan, as you said, is a machine, and like we don't need to talk about machines. Yeah. <laughs> they, they keep chugging along. I think this, this is not a machines podcast. <laughs> uh, th- this will be a great, great playoff series. I mean, I would love to see that game, the Warriors Spurs game. I want to see. The when Warriors, is that? Uh, don't have the schedule in front of me right now, but I want to see the Warriors play the Spurs, and I want to see the Warriors play the Thunder. I think both those games are gonna be completely incredible. The Thunder also have been playing really well since Kevin Durant returned, and uh, yeah. And despite how good the Warriors are, I'm just gonna 
I'm just to be loyal, faithful to my own prediction. I'm going to continue believing in in OKC, but but the longer I say that, the the I mean, the longer the the season goes on, the longer it seems that no one's going to ever defeat the Warriors. <laughs> Absolutely. How, what do you think of the OKC Thunder? We didn't initially pencil this down, but that that makes for an interesting discussion. Like, I they have a new coach. They have a and, new coach, and like, I sorry, go on. No, no, go for it. Just tell me what you think of OKC. See, I think they're 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 a different team with and without Kevin Durant. Without Kevin Durant, we can talk about um, you know how will they figure it out playing with a new coach, a new system. How will Enes Kanter do? How will Serge do? How will like Westbrook? You know, will his triple double be a, a plus triple double or minus triple double? You know. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah. but uh, when when KD comes into it, he completely changes the entire gravity of this team. I feel like because he's such a force on both ends of the floor. People don't kind of I don't think he gets enough credit for being uh, a defensive influence that he is. He's not an he's not an incredible individual defender, but because he's so long and because he's athletic, he just makes it easier yeah. for his whole team. Uh, so he, he's a great team defender. And on the offensive end, like this guy's gonna take 20 shots or 19 shots and get 30 points every night. And every you can you can count on that you can like you can stamp that in for every single game. So I think they he's healthy now, and when he's healthy, we kind of forgot how how damn dangerous this team is, just because uh, we we saw them without KD last season because of what the Warriors became. Yeah, just because we really haven't seen this team in in it seems like quite a while, right? Because of all the injuries and stuff. And now we we starting to see them just by now. I mean, just the last week or ten days. And um, and I think they are gonna go on a crazy run right now because him and Westbrook, they've never ever had a real. Despite what people say, they never really had a real chemistry problem. Like they play, they, yeah. they play off each other really well on court. And Serge Ibaka is still continuing to be incredible in the post. So I think they are gonna be a really again an amazing series. It, these three teams in the West, Spurs, Warriors, and Thunder, uh, are. It's it's weird from I don't know who'll be the conference finalist in the West because all of these three teams are good enough to be. Absolutely, absolutely. One last thing before we end this episode, Grant. Like we did mention that this was episode number twenty-one, right? Yes. Who is the better twenty-one, Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett? Uh, my heart goes to Garnett, but my mind goes to Duncan. I think <laughs> I think I think Duncan isn't just the best number twenty-one. I think he's a uh, and and this is gonna hurt you a little bit as a Kobe fan. I think he's no this podcast ends <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think he's he, he's he's the 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 highest all time when we when we, when we make the all time rankings. He's gonna be the the best player since Michael Jordan retired, and I'm counting Shaq and Kobe. No, <laughs> no. Well, especially we now, especially what's happened. We now interrupt this podcast to bring you the news that Kashik has died. <laughs> I think I think Koshik died when the Lakers played the Warriors and Kobe shot one of fourteen. And what? That happened? <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say something else to make all Kobe fans hate me for the for the rest of this uh, for the rest of Hoop Darshan's life. I think Kobe is the worst NBA starter right now. That uh, yeah, you, you're not going to find me arguing against it's, that. It's uh... It's a bit of a shame. What's of course, not right not now. counting the Philadelphia 76ers who are not an NBA team. I'm count. I'm talking yes. about NBA teams, of course. <laughs> yeah. Among 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 the 29. Among NBA the 29 teams. NBA teams, uh, it's it's sad to see him go out like this. I would love for him to just be play off the bench, let um, 
you know, because uh, right now he's starting at small forward, isn't he? Because I think Clarkson and no. I think Clarkson and Russell are the guards, and Kobe's. He's uh, he's kind of playing positionless basketball right now, but not in the way that you. He's also playing consciousless basketball, but that's. <laughs> I really like Jordan Clarkson. I think he's uh, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty good. He's gonna be a you know not a star, but he'll be a he'll be a good uh, building block. He'll be a useful team yeah. guy. Yeah. Useful team guy. Yeah, and I do think that like it's people like D'Angelo Russell has not he's not gone in he's not had the same start as some of these other guys like Zingis Khan and <laughs> Towns Cat. I, I just Cat. need an excuse to say Zingis Khan <laughs> and Cat and all these other guys but I like him I think that he he eventually work out but uh, just just it's just a wrong team the wrong coach wrong setup just uh, yeah yeah but I think For- I do think Sneakily, sneakily, the Lakers are doing an awesome job of tanking. Yeah, they're doing. Everyone's got their eyes on Ben Simmons. That's all it is. It's all. It's, yes. all, it's all about. He's awesome. It's all about the Australian right He's now. Awesome. But yeah, let me go back to your I question. Could... Who do, who would you take, Duncan or Garnett? Who, who's who's greater in your eyes? Uh so I, I think like I'd, I'd pick very similar to you. Like I think Garnett is is the easier guy to root for. It's just such a beautiful character, and he's got all these great stories. Several of them came up last week for some reason. Did you? <laughs> like, yeah, you know? did, did you? I don't know. I tweeted this story that, that was going around NBA Reddit about this this guy who had like a prosthetic eye Yeah. and Garnett broke yeah. down crying when he met him, like a, a random fan. And Yeah, yeah, I read that. Beautiful story. And there was this other um, story about how he's like the, he's like a tutor of Carl Anthony yeah, Towns yeah, and how yeah. he's all in it. It's just like stories like that are just amazing. Whereas Duncan... Sure, I think I find him just boring. Just so. <laughs> I mean, but, but I'm, I'm maybe maybe a tad bit jealous that he's been on more consistent teams than Kobe. But let's just leave that out of the way. <laughs> but that's the brilliance of, of Duncan. Like, I uh, something working well is boring. You know, you 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 go yeah. out every day and you 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 drink water, and water is not as interesting as <laughs> having a shot of alcohol. But you need the water more, yeah. and and Duncan is water. Yeah. Duncan is, he's, you know, Russell Westbrook is a shot of tequila, and and, yeah. and, and Tim Duck. You, you clearly thought this analogy. No, I, this just came to me right now. This, <laughs> actually, actually, uh, Westbrook is probably a, a shot of. Jaeger um, bomb or something. He's, like he's a shot of that. Uh, what you call it? That uh, that that gold alcohol they have in Europe, which is just supposed to be. Just insane, whatever he's. Oh, yeah. He's. He, are you talking about absent? He's absent. Russell Westbrook is absent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim Duncan is water. He's he he he's. You always need that. You every team needs someone to build upon like that, and it's boring. But you know what? After a heavy night of drinking, you have a glass of water in the morning, and that's that's just, that is the best thing on earth, and that's that. It's just like <laughs> this is a mind blowing analogy. <laughs> Oh man, I think that's that's a great way to finish episode number twenty-one. Uh, you, <laughs> I can't get over that. Amazing. <laughs> Tim Duncan. We'll is go water. have a shot of water right after this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How exciting! <laughs> uh, cool. So, if if you guys um, um, have any other such amazing analogies, or you 
like who, which NBA players, beer, which NBA players, whiskey. If you have all that, like please feel free to shoot it towards us. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. Thank you so much for giving us your 50-60 minutes every couple of weeks. I really appreciate it. And if if by chance this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, feel free to contact us on our Twitter account. That's at HoopDarshan. Or you can reach out to both Karan and myself. Karan is at Hoopistani on Twitter and I'm at underscore Kaushik7. And we are also on Facebook and SoundCloud and iTunes and all those other places. Just have to look for HoopDarshan. We are like we're like Tim Duncan. We're everywhere and we're, we're going to be around for a long time. Yeah. Like, like, like a glass of pure Himalayan water. <laughs> oh, this is... <laughs> uh, on, that, on that note, guys, <laughs> hashtag India Basketball until next time. All right.